Hey everyone, welcome to the Hometown Fresh podcast, the show that talks all things grocery, customer service, career development, and more. I'm Gracie, social media coordinator for Harps Food Stores, and today we'll be speaking with Brett Raymond, a representative from Neighborly Food Company located in Northwest Arkansas. How are you today, Brett? Wonderful. It's a lovely Friday. It is. The weather's pretty nice out there. It's a little chilly, but not bad. Um, Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I am super excited to get to talk to you. I know that we got to talk a little bit a few days ago when I got to come visit the facility, and it was awesome, and I can't wait for our listeners to get to see that video that we took and kind of got to talk with you a little bit, but we're going to do another form today in podcast format. Fantastic. So let's just start by having you tell us a little bit about your background, what you do, and how you've ended up here in your career. Yeah, well, my name is Brett Raymond, and I'm the uh, general manager for Neighborly Food Co. Boy, my career has been quite the adventure. I began my career as a CPA and financial risk analysis analyst, financial risk analyst, and then I've been to some developing countries in the in the 1990s, and finally, my wife and I decided uh, we would accept an invitation to move to Uganda. And so uh, we went there and started working in sustainable development and with a mission team. And so I did a lot of work with coffee farmers. And so we were in Uganda for three years. When we came back from Uganda, we ended up moving here to Northwest Arkansas, uh, where I helped start up a, a medical enterprise in Bentonville, and then had the opportunity to get back involved in some international work and took a job leading a manufacturing enterprise in Northwest China on the Tibetan Plateau. So that was pretty crazy. Uh, We would actually source wool directly from Tibetan nomadic herders and make uh, really fantastic home furnishings, uh, rugs and and, uh, other accessories from that wool. Wow, the adventure continues that the, uh, uh, I had a friend call me from Washington, D.C. and he said that um, UNICEF had come through and was looking for more suppliers of a uh, what's called ready-to-use therapeutic food used to treat kids with severe acute malnutrition in developing countries. And uh, UNICEF was looking for more suppliers. And so my friend called me and said, hey, do you want to start a company to make this product? And I asked my wife if I could, and she said yes. And so uh, we launched this company called Mana Nutrition, which produces that ready-to-use therapeutic food. And we built a factory down in Georgia here in the United States, right in the heart of peanut country. And then in order to get that product approved, we needed to conduct an efficacy study. So my family moved to Rwanda and conducted the efficacy study. Got that approved by UNICEF and World Food Program. And really, Gracie, that that changed my life significantly with regards to food because that product, uh, as I mentioned, helps treat kids with severe acute malnutrition. So I saw the effect of the right nutrition at the right time on these kids who were like six months to three years of age mm-hmm. and literally would see them, you know, increase their weight by 50% over six weeks. Their health would improve dramatically. The The whole family dynamic, especially for the moms, would improve dramatically because the kids weren't, weren't malnourished at the end of that six weeks by using this product. And I just decided at that point, you know what, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. My career is to help people uh, have access to healthy, nutritious food to help them be able to thrive in their life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was really like, I can see the, you know, the pictures of and experiences of going out to, to those villages and, and we'd go every week and, you know, check in on the kids and their families and do all the measurements and, and everything. And that just, it was an amazing experience. And so 
we moved back here to Northwest Arkansas in 2012 from Rwanda and just started asking questions about local hunger and nutrition in our area. Mm -hmm. And like most people, you know, when you find out something, like at first it's super shocking, like when you learn that at the time, Arkansas had the second highest rate of food insecurity in the country. Wow. And for those of us in Northwest Arkansas, it was like, what? Where? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, in the country? And, and, yeah, in, in the entire country. And sadly now, the, the report that just came out last week from the USDA, Arkansas now has the highest rate of food insecurity in the country. Wow. And so, you know, that's not obviously a great statistic uh, by any means, but... The impact of, of that information was like, well, you know, where are the gaps? Uh, what are the needs and how can we help? Mm -hmm. And so over the course of almost a year, you know, I spoke with anybody who would who would have a conversation, whether it was you know, food assistance organizations or local foundations or individual families and households affected by food insecurity or you know, faith based organizations, whoever it is that, that would have a conversation about, you know, what we could do to participate um, in the community in helping address mm -hmm. local food insecurity needs. And so out of those conversations, really, the Pack Shack was born. And that's our that's our nonprofit that we started at. So the Pack Shack opened up in 2013, and we get people together for these crazy fun feed the funnel parties to pack thousands of delicious, healthy meals that stay right there in the communities where they're packed. So if we, you know, are packing uh, meals in in Springdale, those meals are going to stay to help neighbors in need in Springdale, which is really phenomenal. Uh, if we're going down to Little Rock, the meals will stay in Central Arkansas and so forth. And so at our very first party in Rogers in 2014, 900 people showed up and packed 200,000 meals for the community and that really launched the pack shack we always saw ourselves as you know a food production company we wanted to make great tasting food that uh, was affordable accessible and we knew one way that we could do that was through these feed the funnel parties mm -hmm. always had in our mind that we could produce these in a production facility and make them available through retail channels and directly to food assistance organizations as well so that was always in the back of our mind and over the last 10 years Years, the Pack Shack has packed almost 50 million meals now in 42 states. So that that really uh, took off and, and and continues to grow. The vision for the next five years for the Pack Shack, what we call our funnel vision, is to pack 60 million meals in the next five years. That's so uh, the, yeah, it, it's uh, the need is tremendous, uh, especially right now with with inflation, with pandemic era food benefit that were scheduled to expire did expire earlier this year. So mm -hmm. so that has resulted in an increase in, in food insecurity. Just general instability in the world right now is, is increasing the levels of, of food insecurity. So, you know, the need is still very significant, even higher than what it was during the pandemic itself. Right. Because inflation isn't any respecter of households, right? Like food prices go for everybody, whereas the, you know, the pandemic affected certain industries more than others and, and certain uh, groups of workers more than others. Right. Um, In any event, oh, no, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to agree with you. What could have been considered, I don't know, a comfortable middle class two years ago, three years ago is not really a comfortable middle class anymore. Like kind of what you're saying, it's no respecter of persons. Um, mm -hmm. And so you don't know who's struggling. And so food insecurity is a huge issue for a lot of people. And you may have no idea what y'all are doing is really cool. And it's really inspiring to hear what one person or two people or even just a, a group of people, when they set their mind to something and go, hey, here's a problem. How can we solve it? Mm -hmm. 
what you can do with that amount of commitment and passion for something like that. Well, thanks. I would I would point back to the community and say this was really a community inspired and community led effort. Yeah, just all of the the input that came in on ideas and people said, oh, you know, packing meals is great. We've done this. But the question was, can the meals stay local? Mm -hmm. And that is where working with local expert in in the culinary fields of how to make a meal that tastes great. Like everybody wants to eat something that tastes great. Right. And so that was key for us is working with local chefs and other culinary experts to develop meals that people wanted to eat. And as a bonus, you know, especially our meals now, people want to eat them because they taste great. The bonus is they are, you know, plant-based, they're allergen-free, they're clean label, which means no chemicals or preservatives in those meals. And so it's something that everyone can not only enjoy from a taste perspective, but they can, you know, be really happy that, that the meals are healthy and, and are doing good things for the, for the themselves and for their for their households right right they're healthy and they're filling and um, it's really just a genius idea it's really cool to hear how you guys came up with this meal plan I guess we were talking the other day you talked about how you wanted to pick the world's best flavors and put them in these meals and so can you kind of explain a little bit of that to the listeners how you came up with these flavors and <laughs> what is meant by ingredients you know yeah, absolutely. So during, well, even before the pandemic, we were moving forward on launching our retail line of meals and being able to produce these. And during the pandemic, of course, everything hit a pause. And so we had time to revision what we want to do with these meals. And what came out of it is Neighborly Food Co. Uh, meals that you can now find at Harp stores uh, currently in Northwest Arkansas and hopefully soon beyond. Uh, but the, um, the inspiration was really taking the world's most commonly consumed meal, which is rice and beans, and creating a variety of rice and bean-based meals with the world's best flavors. And so, you know, we started by, we, we had to see if we could develop a meal that was uh, superior to what was on the shelf. And so we, we started with a Louisiana-style red beans and rice meal, which I think probably most people in our part of the country know is, uh, is kind of the basics. You've got to get that one down. <laughs> And that meal is really fantastic. And then we thought, well, you know, what else can we do? And so we developed a Southwest chili, black beans and rice. It's got a little little spice to it. And it's a great base for like a taco Tuesday. And all of these meals can stand alone by themselves. I mean, you don't, they're not a side. They're not, they can be a side, but they're really designed as a, as the star of the plate. And then we started looking at the global map and, you know, some of the world's best flavors and most, I don't know, exotic flavors come out of India. And in the United States, the top Indian spice is tikka masala. So we put a tikka masala spice with black beans and rice and the result is just something that just lights up your taste buds it is so rich and so full of flavor and then as we continued around the globe we just recently launched and introduced our thai yellow curry red beans and rice the citrus notes in this meal are incredible i watched a two-year-old down an entire bowl of the thai yellow curry and asked for more just like oh, couldn't wow. get enough of it it's so good awesome. um, and the spice levels are just right you know, for, for everybody in the family. We're developing meals that, that are easy for the whole household to enjoy. Um, but we've got other meals in development. You know, as you, as you think about different parts of the globe, we're working on an Italian white bean and rice meal and also a South American chili lime with black beans and rice. And we'll just continue to, to innovate with the great flavors, with things that excite people, that add a lot of 
creativity and variety uh, to the rice and bean category that, that really hasn't seen much innovation well, definitely over the last 15 to 20 years. So we're, we're hoping to really add a lot of spice to that category. Yeah, that is awesome. Genevieve actually sent me home with a few bags of the different flavors of red beans and rice. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait to try them. I haven't had a chance <laughs> just yet, but my husband and I, I think are going to make one of the bags this weekend and try them. So we'll have to Well, to know. you know, they're super easy. You boil like five cups of water, put the contents of the bag in there, simmer that for 20 minutes, turn off the heat, let it sit for five minutes. And then you've got five servings, five one cup servings from that one bag. And, you know, from a price point perspective, that's like 60 cents per meal, I think is right. Because it's uh, at Harps, uh, you, you can get any of the bags for two ninety nine per bag. And so, I mean, to feed your whole family for under $3 is really, really extraordinary. In 30 minutes, like it's just super easy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know a lot of our customers are looking for things that are easy to meal prep, easy to prepare, mm-hmm. like quickly before soccer practice or yeah. things of that nature. And so how do you find something that's not McDonald's really quickly on the way, you know? Yeah, um, so that's, that's right. This is this is a great staple for a pantry. It's quick, it's easy, it's healthy. And you had asked me, I didn't answer the other part of your question about what are the ingredients you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that, some people call that clean labels, but what we mean by that is if you read that label, you're going to see everything you recognize that you would have either as a spice or an herb or a seasoning in your pantry. There are no chemicals, there are no artificial flavors or preservatives, anything that would be unusual. I mean, that, and this is what really, I think, sets this product from a flavor standpoint at a different level is because the flavors are so fresh. They're so just full of nature. I mean, it's just, they really are delightful and you don't have any weird aftertastes or anything because of, you know, other products that may have chemicals in them or artificial flavors. None, none of that. It's, this is all real food. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, and we talked about this the other day too, but I'll just kind of reinstate it. I think it's really hard for people to eat healthy, not just because of that, where you're reading the back of a label and it says that it's organic, it says says that it's healthy, but then you read the label and you can't pronounce half of the things on mm. the ingredient list. And for me personally, I mean, I could say I've given up at times too trying to eat healthy because you read all these articles and you see all these things and then this product says, oh, well, this is peak health. And then you see online they're getting recalled for some ingredient that was in it that wasn't safe. Yeah. Um, and so to have a product that you can pronounce all the ingredients and it's just cut and dry right there, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It makes a difference too. I mean, we we talked the other day, Gracie, about you know some of the trade offs. You know, the United States has the lowest cost food system in the world, which is amazing, but there are trade-offs to that. So some of the products are going to be full of ingredients that don't promote good health. In fact, they may actually work against good health. And so while someone may say, well, you know, this food is less expensive, I may end up trading for more medical bills in the future because that food isn't contributing to my health. Mm -hmm. And so we have trade-offs with all of this, and we see it in in various health categories, health issues across the country. And I know that, man, it's tough for families when you're on a budget and then prices are going up and you're getting squeezed and you're like, man, how do I find something affordable that's going to fill up my family that we feel good about? Mm -hmm. And that's where I really feel like neighbors 
quarterly products are going to be a great option for families that are looking for something like this and give them the, the enjoyment of the meal and also the ease on the pocketbook. Yeah, absolutely. And you gave some great advice the other day. I was kind of telling you, this is a great product. I can't wait to try it. But also, how do you just begin that healthy lifestyle when there's so much out there? There's so many different sources and there's different mm. advice and all of these different things. And you said to me, just, I mean, swap out one thing at a time. Swap out yeah. one product that you're currently eating, like the pasta that you're eating, swap it for a healthier version and mm -hmm. try that for a while and then swap out another product. And it just like had not occurred to me that you could be healthy gradually a little bit at a time. I thought, you know, you dive all in. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of people fail is they want to go all in and then when they can't go all in because it's so much, they quit and they give up and they go, you know what, I'm just going <laughs> to, you know. So yeah, I think it's cool that this is a product that you can start with and it can lead to a healthier lifestyle down the road. Yeah, it sure can. And you're right. It can be overwhelming in the amount of information or even the amount of guilt that a person could experience if, mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to make healthy changes in lifestyle changes. It can be tough if you do one thing and somebody says, well, aren't you also doing this, this and this? Right. It can it can feel a little bit like overload at times. We talked a little bit about James Clear and Atomic Habits. And, you know, some people say, oh, I want to I'm setting a goal for something. And his advice is decide what kind of person you want to be. So, so if you if you want to be a healthy person, then with each decision that you have to make, you ask yourself, what would a healthy person do? Mm -hmm. And what you know, so if you're if you're in the grocery store and, and you're thinking, boy, I'd really like to get this particular product. And I know that that's not good for me, but it sure does taste good. Right. Like I'm so used to getting that. Mm -hmm. uh, you stop and ask yourself what decision or what product would a healthy person purchase? And you you start making making those decisions and every decision is a vote for the person you want to become. Yeah. And that guidance from, uh, again, that's James Clear from Atomic Habits. So I don't want to uh, plagiarize or take credit for that, but it, it's helped me tremendously in my own journey and in my family's journey of saying, if we, if we want to be healthy, if we want to be strong, if we want to, you know, have good health, you know, as we get older, um, we need to make decisions that are votes for that now. Mm-hmm. And it's such a simple concept and you would think like, duh, uh, but I don't know. Like you said, sometimes you get overwhelmed with all of the decisions to be made and all of the things that can affect your health. So that's really great advice. I need to read that book. <laughs> You know, I do recommend it highly. It's the official book of the Pack Shack. When somebody starts here, we read that book. We listen to various podcasts that summarize the book and discuss it because it's, it's such a great concept. And one other kind of example, you know, someone may get inspired by watching track and field during the Olympics or something, right? And so they're like, oh, okay, I'm going to be a runner. In fact, I'm going to run a marathon. <laughs> and that's great. People will set that as a goal and they'll go out the first day and find out that man, a quarter of a mile is really tough. And so yeah. they're going to give up because oh, I can't run a marathon. Well, of course not yet, mm -hmm. you know, but maybe you just start by walking five minutes a day. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you walk for 10 minutes a day and 15 minutes a day. And then maybe you jog for two minutes a day and walk 13 minutes, whatever it is. But you, you just start and make the decision that leads you down the road to the type of person you want to become. Right. And if you decide I'm going to be healthy or I'm a person who reads or I'm a person who does, then you just start a little bit at a time and pretty soon you find out, oh, I've become the person I always wanted to be. Yeah. 
I know we derailed a little bit. I didn't mean to get you <laughs> off on a tangent, but I, I think it's relevant because it tells us kind of who, who you are as a person, but also who Neighborly is as a company and what kind of people work for that company. So I think that that's really cool. And it makes me want to throw a pack shack party, definitely, <laughs> with the Harps team. Well, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And like I said, meals packed locally, they in the local communities, which is always a big deal to help our neighbors in need. Mm-hmm. And for neighborly, we're excited to, you know, to be on the shelves at Harps and to see that relationship grow. And I don't know that we've talked about it too much yet, but all of our production facility for these meals is right here in Cape Springs. So we're a local company with local people working here, supporting Arkansas farmers through our rice, not just Arkansas, but some of the other rice growing regions in the South. And so, you know, it really is a product that helps our community in a, in a lot of different ways. Right. Um, yeah. You, you said that all of your ingredients, everything that you guys use to produce this product is made in the USA, right? Yeah, that's right. So all of our ingredients come from U.S. suppliers. Of course, I don't have to talk too much about rice when we're in Arkansas. But yeah, all of our ingredients are coming from U.S. suppliers. In fact, our seasoning comes from right here in northwest Arkansas. Our suppliers in Springdale. The packaging comes from Kansas City. Our boxes come from Texas. Even the equipment that's used to fill the bags was made right here in the U.S. So we're really, really happy to support U.S. manufacturing and U.S. farmers. Didn't you say you got to watch the equipment that you guys use? You got to watch it being made? (laughs) That's right. Yeah, we went out to Phoenix where our equipment supplier is located and met the guys who who physically built our equipment and they're the ones who trained us on it. And these guys are just amazing engineers and technicians when it comes to knowing what we need and how to do it well. And so that was a real, real treat where, you know, we're not just ordering something and it shows up, but we're going out and actually talking with the team that's responsible for building this equipment. For all of us manufacturing nerd, (laughs) you know, that's like (laughs) <laughs> going to the Super Bowl or something, yeah. I guess. Bro. <laughs> That's so funny. So I am going to backtrack just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about, we kind of heard the origin story of Neighborly, but I'd like to talk about who owns Neighborly and how did it get started from the ground up, I guess. I know we talked about it a little bit, but. So Neighborly was always an idea within the Pack Shack. We didn't know it would be called Neighborly, but as it became apparent within the Pack Shack that uh, we needed to spin that out into its own entity, my wife is actually the owner of Neighborly, and she's just a huge inspiration for the whole genesis of Neighborly and has really been a driving force for healthy eating, but healthy, delicious eating Mm -hmm. for years. And so when we came back from Rwanda, uh, one of my children had some health issues issues that required dietary changes. And I just remember after six months of those changes, I asked him how it was going. And at the time he was like eight years old or so. And we had, you know, made a number of changes in the household and the way that we ate. And about six months in, I asked him, you know, we've made this big change. How's it going? How do you feel about all this? And he, I just remember it was real simple for him. He said, my stomach doesn't hurt anymore. Mm. And that was so telling to me and so important of just recognizing when my wife really knew what she was doing (laughs) and was on to something. And she needed to make some dietary changes as well for, for a health condition. And so that resulted in our family pretty much going gluten-free. Okay. A few of us that don't have to be gluten-free sometimes cheat for sure, but, (laughs) but for the most part at home, we're 
pretty much a gluten-free household. But I always wanted meals that anybody could eat, right? Not just people that didn't have medical conditions. But if you had a medical condition, I wanted a meal that could be allergen-free, gluten-free, dairy-free. Mm-hmm. And that's what Neighborly is now, too. And it's really inspired by the leadership of my wife in our own family um, and the health changes that we've made. And now I can say, I mean, I'm proud of my kids. They make good, healthy choices. They know how to read labels. They know how to avoid chemicals and things that are harmful to them. And I think that's just really critical. But so my wife is the is the owner. Neighborly is a woman-owned business, and she's the guiding force of the quality and the accessibility of the of the meal. And what I mean by accessible is really just about anybody can eat this meal because there are no allergens in it. So if you need to avoid wheat and dairy and soy, those three in particular, but there are nine allergen classes, but but the big three are of, of wheat, soy, and dairy, you won't find any of that in any Neighborly Food Co. meal. Mm-hmm. I got to meet your wife briefly, actually, when I was at the facility the other day. And she's so sweet. Um, she <laughs> seems really fun, too, because she was just up for, like, uh, Genevieve asked her, do you want a picture really quick? And she was like, oh, I didn't even know Gracie was going to be here. And she was down. <laughs> she took a photo. And yeah, so that was cool getting to meet her. Well, she's, yeah, she's exceptional. Thank you for your kind words about her. And, you know, she's super knowledgeable about all of this. And like I said, she had her own and has her own health issues that influence our dietary choices. And so some people would feel that that's restrictive, but what it has really done is it has opened up a new world to our family in terms of being able to develop the systems in our house that support healthy eating. And it's not always the easiest thing, but thankfully, you know, the, over the last 15 years, there are a lot more options for people who do have different dietary restrictions or requirements. But I really, I think that uh, our neighborly meals will be able to serve a lot of people. And when you think about some of the other products, products in this category, you'll see that by and large, they'll contain in soy. And, you know, again, for a lot of people, they just need to avoid those allergens and our product is, will give them a great alternative. Mm-hmm. So I had a bunch of questions for you and I feel like we have covered all of them. I didn't even have to ask some of them because <laughs> you're just on a roll over there. Um, <laughs> but I think one that we haven't really gotten to talk about yet is your website says that 100% of profits go towards feeding neighbors in need. So yes. what do you mean by that? Yeah, so 100% of profits feed neighbors in need. We're really inspired by a brand called Newman's Own, which has been around a long time and you can check it out. You find a lot of their products. And for years, that brand has donated their profits that they earn to organizations that help kids. And so this was a huge inspiration to us in thinking about if we were going to develop a food brand, why are we doing it? What are we doing beyond providing a great tasting product that's easy to prepare and that every Everybody can enjoy, but, but what's the real purpose behind it? And really what we want to be able to do with those profits is put those back into organizations that are addressing food insecurity. So one of those, you know, obviously the Pack Shack, but there are many, many others locally and across the country that are doing great work in their communities. And so we really hope that when people select neighborly, they're not only doing it for the product itself, that's got to be the first thing. I mean, it's got to be great tasting, mm-hmm. but they know that that purchase is going to help other people who are affected by food insecurity. And so that's what we mean by 100% profits feed neighbors in need. So on our website, there's a full definition of what that means because we're like any business that has you know expenses. So we're, mm-hmm. of course, paying for the product and our employees and facilities, and we want to be able to grow the business so we have reinvestment into the business, but those profits are going to be going out to help a lot more organizations help a lot more people. So we hope it's a multiplier effect for sure. 
So can you tell us, for our listeners, what Harps locations are currently selling Neighborly products on their shelves? Where can they find it? Yes, currently we're in nine Harps stores. So we start up north, Bella Vista, Bentonville, Centerton, Rogers over on 2nd Street. We come down Lowell right at I-49 and 264 out in Gentry, one in Tawnytown and then Springdale and Fayetteville right at Garland and Weddington, I think is the intersection. I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those are the, I think those are the nine stores right now that are, that are carrying it. And hopefully as it, as it continues to grow, we'll be able to ban that and, and be in more Harps locations across Arkansas and all of the other states where Harps stores are located. Yeah, absolutely. We would love that. Do you have anything else for us today? Is there anything that you didn't get to say that you'd like to talk about or if you just had one message for our customers? Well, one message for the customer would just be give it a shot, give it a try, look for it in the uh, in the rice and beans section and tell your friends about it because I think you'll, you'll be delighted by the product itself and the ease of preparation and how much your family enjoys it. And it's also great with friends. Some people are like, oh, I live alone. Like my mom is 81 years old and she lives by herself. And, you know, making something that uh, that makes five servings is a lot for her, right? So I'm like, well, mom you know, have your neighbor over or have someone over and share a meal. You know, that's always a good way. Or you're going to have great leftovers. And there are a lot of different cool things you can do with this meal as a leftover. Um, Even when you make the first time, there's some cool recipes. We haven't put all of the recipes out yet, but people are creative in different ways. One of the ways I enjoy this meal, especially like the Southwest chili, black beans and rice, is to cook it according to the instructions and then stuff it in a green pepper and then bake it. And that's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Or like I said earlier, you could put these on the base of a taco or something like that. So a lot of different ways to do this. One way I've seen people do leftovers, and this is a a great thing to do with the Louisiana red beans and rice leftovers, is you roll it into a ball like the size of a hush puppy. And you can roll that in some egg and flour and, you know, kind of coat it. And you can use gluten-free flour, by the way, for that. Mm -hmm. But if you do that and then either bake it or cook it in some oil, different ways that people will, will cook these and kind of make like little. Cajun hush puppies. It's really, really delicious. So, but people get super creative with different ways to use leftovers, but they do reheat really well. And yeah, I would just say, give it a shot, feel good about the product, know that you're helping your neighbors in need. All right. Awesome. Well, I am so thankful that you were able to hop on a call with me today and I'm glad we got to talk more about Neighborly and I'm excited to share more with our customers and especially get our video out that we filmed just a few days ago. So, Well, thanks, Gracie. I really appreciate it. And thanks so much for coming out to the facility. That's really a terrific thing to do. And when we have our new building in, well, we hope by July, mid-July or so, uh, it'll be a full experience where people could come in the, the Pack Shack and Neighborly will all be under one roof and you could actually come in and pack meals with the Pack Shack. And if you look through the window from the party room, you'll see the Neighborly production room and the equipment in production. So it's kind of like a Krispy Kreme donut experience. You know, you can see it being made. But then also if you come in and pack meals, we'll have a kitchen where we'll cook the meal that you're packing. And so you can also try it and know that the meals that you're helping provide to the community are really delicious and extraordinary. And you'll be able to find them at Harps. Well, that is awesome. I cannot wait. Keep me posted with the production of, or I guess the state of y'all's progress with that new building. Mm -hmm. Well, I won't keep you any longer, Brett. I know you've got your Friday ahead of you and I want you to go enjoy the weather. So... 
thanks again, Gracie. It was really a delight to have you out, and we'll look forward to doing more together and maybe getting a, uh, a Feed the Funnel party with the Harps team before too long. Yes, that would be awesome. We'll stay in touch. All right. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in today, and thank you to Brett for joining us on the podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Neighborly Food Company or the Pack Shack, go ahead and check the description below, and make sure and leave us a review and follow our page for more podcasts.